Let me read 29, Genesis 25, verse 29 through 34. And Jacob sought pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. <clears throat> and Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he sware unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. And there was a famine. That's in enough. What the hell does that mean? Why is that in the scripture? I don't know. I don't know. Venison pottage. Pottage was uh, something that's still a staple, and it, it's red pottage, and it's made normally of beans and lentils boiled with garlic and oil, and it's still uh, the staple food of the Middle East. Um, the question is, why? Do you understand the birthright? Oh, let, me, let me tell you about the birthright. The birthright, it's, it's the firstborn's right by ancient law, by the law, by the, by the biblical law. It included many special provisions. It was the family supremacy, spiritual leader, the choice of lands. In this case, it's the father of Messiah, the father of kings, the power over enemies, material prosperity and the ability to curse your enemies. He was entitled to a double portion of the inheritance. Um, now, it's a big deal because th these guys had been raised all their life to understand that, that the Messiah would come through the seed of Abraham that they were to possess all the land, that um, they were to possess the seat, uh, the gates of their enemies, that as far as their eyes could see, the land would be there, <coughs> you know, on and on and on. But in this, 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 this statement about selling the, the birthright and about um, pottage is an interesting, it comes from well, in, in the East, the pottage was so common as to be considered worthless. And these are some of the sayings. Uh, the man sold his land for pottage. And that means that he sold it for an insignificant amount of money. Said so it's not worth beans. Yeah, it's not worth beans. Same thing. 
Another saying is that the learned one has fallen into a pottage pot. That is, the wise man has said a mean or worthless thing, something less than it was expected of him. Or another one is that he's trying to procure rubies by pottage. And that is, he wishes to get great things by small means. Now, from God's standpoint, the most precious, it's interesting that the most precious thing in the, on the earth, I mean, that's been considered in general the most precious thing in all societies has been gold. Um, in heaven, or in the New Jerusalem, Gold is so common that it's what the streets are paved with. I mean, that isn't necessarily literal, but it means that the most precious thing that you can imagine is the most common in the New Jerusalem. And so here, what Esau did is he despised his birthright. And he despised it because he sold it for pottage. Now the Talmud says he got all kinds of other goodies too, but um, but the, the sense of it is that he sold it for something common. Now, in the spirit, it's what the temptation is from now and forevermore. You 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 sell your birthright. Your birthright is is total. It's complete. You're the owner of all things you all things exist for your purpose but you sell your birthright for something common from God's standpoint you, you see the you understand the meaning now and you do this you don't actually go and make a pact with the devil I mean that's uh, you know you know it's not it's not the what's that damn Yankees one mm -hmm. yeah or or the 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 Faust um, drama but it's that you ignore or neglect that which is the most precious for something that's totally common, for dust. Whenever you chase a career or, <coughs> or wealth or fame or anything else, in the spirit you're selling your birthright for a pot of pottage. Understand? Now, it's also interesting to note that that's all that Esau can do. Esau, or the flesh, will always despise the birthright. Because Esau chose, or the flesh chose, while still in the womb, if we believe the Talmudic stories, the flesh stole, Esau chose, while still in the womb, the world of the flesh, which 
This is and the best in the world of the flesh is is pottage <coughs> to the world of the spirit. <coughs> Capisce? Well, that's the meaning of this story in the spirit. Now, there's some interesting stuff from the Talmud. This is the ooh stuff. The, the Talmud says that Jacob knew that Esau had just ambushed King Nimrod and murdered him. Remember when we talked about Nimrod as the king of the world at that time? Uh, Nimrod was at this point 215 years old. There's an old fart. It makes me feel young. Now, because Nimrod had one of the coats that was made by God to cover Adam and Eve, and Esau had the other one, and then they were constant rivals in the earlier years. And finally, Esau murdered Nimrod to gain access to the second coat. Now, when Esau returned from the field, it says, and he was faint, the word field there could easily, just as easily, have been translated from the other country. In other words, he, he, he returned from Babylon, where he had murdered Nimrod. And he was being chased by this, the companions, or the, the retainers of Nimrod, to kill him. Now, remember what I told you before about Nimrod, that by the time, I mean, by Esau, by the time he was 20, he'd done every abominable thing that you can believe. I think it was, I think Nimrod was me. I mean, Esau was me. Um, he did it all by 20. He did it all by 20. Before the age of 20, he'd committed murder, rape, robbery, adultery. No, I hadn't committed sodomy. Well, depends on how you define sodomy. It's reality. It's animals and stuff. Well, and then remember we said God blinded Isaac so that he wouldn't see the detest that other people had for Esau. So anyway, this, this situation continued, and Esau is becoming more and more reprobate. Now he's done, he's killed the king. Now, under the laws of the time, only, and, and they allegedly both are believers in God. They both believe in God. And so, Isaac was the firstborn of Abraham, or had the promise, and so Isaac was the one that could offer the sacrifices. He acted as the high priest for the tribe, and it was only the high priest that had access to God. And so, allegedly, on, and when, when Esau returned from, being, from murdering Nimrod, um, and, and Jacob found out, he said, he cried, shall this evildoer stand before God's altar, be blessed by him? Shall my family be blessed by God with this evildoer as the high priest? <clears throat> so he, um, 
tricked him. In other words, that he was near death, and uh, he made him sell his birthright for that pottage. Now, others say that Esau extracted a large num a sum of gold from Jacob uh, because he planned afterward to repudiate this sale. But the two archangels, Michael and Gabriel, witnessed his signature on the contract, and it sort of fucked up Esau's plans. Now, this this scenario is repeated throughout history. Um, that's in fact it's going on now in in the in the in who has the rights to the promised land, i.e., what they think is a promised land. Um, Israel's Israel's legal system takes it all the way back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and others, you know, say no, it was the firstborn, and you know they they try the, all tricks even now in the courts in in the Middle East, but uh, it, it it extend. Let's just take it up through Christ. Remember Herod, the Herod, the Herod family became king of the Jews during the time of Augustus, Caesar, which was pre-Christ. Now, these Edomites were forcibly converted to Judaism before this by the, the Hasmoneans, uh, and they were, they were given the law, but not the prophets. And hence, the Esau scoffs at the resurrection of the dead. Now, this is extremely important. It may not sound... But the, the Sadducees, during Jesus' time, were the allies, and the, some of them were, of the Herod's blood, of the Esau's bloodline. They could get the law but they couldn't get the resurrection of the dead. And so you remember when Christ totally, he, all the time he was coming against the Pharisees. And every once in a while he came against the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But this, let, let, let me talk about that a minute. At the time of Christ, there were primarily four religious <coughs> political parties existing in, in, in Israel. There were the Sadducees, and the Sadducees were the upper class. The, they were the class act of the, of the uh, country. They lived totally in and around Jerusalem. They were the family. Of, they, they, they had been the high priests since about 100, and, about 100 years before Christ. They claimed their descendancy back to Zadok, who was the high priest at the time of David. And Zadok, is in the Hebrew, is where they get the name Sadducee. It's a long, complicated story. But they were the ones that were the educated. They were the ones that were the landholders. They were the ones that, that controlled the temple and its sacrifices. They were the ones that made a fortune. The, the family of Caiaphas, who was the high priest at the time of Christ, made a fortune in the temple because they sold the sacrificial animals and they had to they had they were money changers because they extract what they did is the temple would only take the the shekel which was the Jerusalem coinage 
and every Jew had to pay this shekel when they when they gave a sin offering or a, or a, a trespass offering or when they gave the shekel tax or the Purim tax. It had to be paid in shekels. Well, the family of Caiaphas, which was a Sadducee, which had the bloodline of Esau, extracted huge sums of money in the tr in the tr in the money changing. And the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. The only thing they could come to was the law. In other words, to have a nice life on earth. So the sellers of doves and the money changers that were thrown out of the temple. They were all Sadducees. They were there. They were all Sadducees. Therefore, they were all descendants of Esau. Now, the Pharisees were the, what they called the people of the book. They're like the modern Baptists. The Sadducees were like, they were the, the, the Highland Park Presbyterian or the Highland Park Methodists, you know, the society. They controlled the money, they controlled society, they controlled the lands. The Pharisees were like the Baptists. They were people of the book, they were strict interpretation, but they believed in the resurrection of the dead, and because they believed that there would be a better life after death, most of their converts came from the poor. So they, the, the, the poor throughout, not just in Jerusalem, but in all of Judea, in Galilee, in Babylon, in Rome, the poor Jews were almost always Pharisees. But they were people of the book. They believed in the book. They were just like modern Baptists. There's a third tribe, third group called the Essenes, and the Essenes thought that the temple was had been desecrated because it didn't have several things. The temple didn't have the the Ark of the Covenant. Didn't have Aaron's rod. It didn't have the the uh, tables of stone. It didn't have the ashes of the red heifer. It didn't have the Shekinah glory. So they said that the temple wasn't worthy and of, of service and the either the Sadducees or the Pharisees weren't worthy of giving you breath. So they went out and became monastic. They went, lived out in the desert near um, the, the Jordan. It's where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were a privatization of the scriptures. And they were a mystical order. It's, it's you know, they're, they're probably like some of the Catholic, um, in, in analogy, they're like the Catholics are today, you know, in some of the, the mystic orders of Catholicism. Is there any relationship between the Essenes and John the Baptist? No. That's a fanciful tale right recently. No, John the Baptist's father was, he, John the Baptist was only one of three Nazarites from birth. John the Baptist's father was in the priesthood. He was the one that had the order of lighting the altar of incense during the time that he lost his tongue. You know, remember? Zacchaeus. Now, the others, the other order that was growing in popularity at the time of Christ were the, were the zealots. And these were totally nationalistic. They believed in the, <coughs> they believed in anything it didn't matter what they believed in. They took the converts from everywhere because they were their only function was to get rid of the oppressors, the Rome. And you know, those are the Jerry Falwells. The, that's the analogy. The the political they're poli they're politicizing the, the God stuff. What? Yeah, yeah. They politicize God stuff. 
So nothing has changed. I mean, it's still the same as it was then. Now, we're, we're talking specifically about the Sadducees. Now, when Jesus first started his ministry, the Sadducees loved him because he was fucking up the Pharisees because all Jesus' converts came from the Pharisees. Sadducees thought he was great he was, because the Pharisees were the greatest enemies of the Sadducees. But then as time went on, when he proclaimed, when they said he was king of the Jews, then it was a... I mean, he became a big problem to their oligarchy because he, their, their success, their comfort, their wealth, their everything, their position was dependent on keeping good relationship with Rome. Status quo. Right. They wanted the status quo. And so they were the ones that ended up killing them, the Sadducees, because that, that final point of conflict became too much for them to bear. But it's interesting that that... And Herod was a pure Herod was purely Esau, but they had alliances to the Sadducees by bloodlines and marriage and intermarriage, and so all this stuff goes back to Jacob and Esau. So he infuriated all four groups. Yeah, he infuriated everybody. But those were the four major groups that were extant at the time that Christ was living, and the most powerful one was the Sadducees. Because Jacob was not yet Israel. See, now the next thing that has to happen is Jacob has to be transformed to Israel. That feels like a slippery answer. <laughs> it was. It's a Jacobian answer. So what do you say? It was. It was all what bad things of, that you can imagine. Was a bad I mean, it sounds like he was wise as a serpent, but he wasn't harmless as a dove. That's right. <coughs> Wait till we see what he did later, what he and his mother did to trick That's Isaac. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll study that Saturday. So does the church Do just sort of gloss over this stuff? Church. Well, that's, that's Old Testament stuff. Oh, it doesn't matter because it's Old Testament. Right. They just pick out the Unless old, it has to do with getting rich. Unless it has to do with getting rich or some promise. Well, they don't this pay. could be a great justification for success. Right. right. <clears throat> well, the point of this, these few little verses, it, it's got great power in those few little verses. If you see the, how it was the power through the... Now, well, we... I don't want to do that, do I? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Let's read. Go to Acts. Let's let's see if we can get. Now it's interesting that that the uh, the Sadducees were and and the and the Herodians and and therefore the Esau was a Roman puppet 
They were all Roman puppets until the rebellion in AD 68. And then when that rebellion came and, and, and they destroyed Rome, I mean, they destroyed Jerusalem, and finally in AD 70, then the Sadducees ceased to exist. There hadn't been a Sadducee since this temple. He, uh, he walked into the temple and he drove the Sadducees out of the temple. And the Pharisees, he dealt with them straight on with their with their deal, which was logic and law. He was able to just destroy them with words. Any of them had any intellectual honesty. Right. But the Sadducees, he actually came into the temple and kicked them out. Acts 25. This is just some more background stuff about Sadducees and stuff. <coughs> Do you like that kind of stuff? That yeah. history kind of stuff? Yeah. I know you. I know you don't care about movies, but in uh, the life of Brian, the Pythons did a great job of showing the different sects and parties and things that were involved at the time and how they were constantly bickering between each other and silly differences and things. Uh, did you see it? Did you see Life of Brian? I walked down on it. And we had it at your apartment and I walked out on it. <laughs> I know some things. Verse 13. Acts 25, 13. Chapter 25. Now this is have you read Acts lately? You know what's going on here, or do I have to explain it? I'll catch on. I mean, I've read it lots of times before. I don't know exactly what's going on here. Okay. You have to give me the two-second... Okay, well, Paul, the, the, the Jews had finally gotten to Paul, and they talked... Um, well, let's start, let's start in uh, 25.1. We'll go ahead and read 25 and 26. Now in Festus, and who does anybody? Does everybody know who Festus was? Festus doesn't have a stiff leg. Yeah. Chester has a stiff leg. Oh, that's right. Well, Festus was a Festus was a, also a Herodian, but he was one of the people that. Anyway, let's just let me read. When Festus was coming to the province after three days, he is. He ascended from Caesarea to Jerusalem. Then the high priest and the chief of the Jews informed him against Paul and besought him. Now the high priest was Caiaphas, and Caiaphas was a Sadducee. Now, it's interesting, the Sanhedrin, which was the ruling body of the Jews, by this time had been controlled by the Pharisees. I mean, in terms of numbers but they were still under the control of the Sadducees because they had the offices. It's like the Republicans and the Democrats now. And the, 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 there's, anyway, because the, 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 the high, all the other governments, like Rome, when they dealt with Jerusalem, they considered the high priest to be the king, the ruler, the, you know, so it's big stuff. The high priest and the chief of the Jews informed him against Paul and besought him and desired favor against him that he would send for him to Jerusalem, laying wait in the way to kill him. 
But Festus answered that Paul should be kept at Caesarea and that he himself would depart shortly. Now, see, they had a guy named Felix had arrested Paul and delivered him to Festus in Caesarea. Okay? And in Caesarea, they wanted to send him back to Jerusalem to, to either kill him on the way there or to try him before the, the Jewish law as a, as a blasphemer. But Festus, in verse 4, but Festus answered that Paul should be kept at Caesarea and that he himself would depart shortly thither. 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 Let them therefore, said he, which among you are able, go down with me and accuse this man, if there be any wickedness in him. And when he had tarried among them more than ten days, he went down unto Caesarea, and the next day, sitting on the judgment seat, commended Paul to be brought. Now, remember, oh, let, me, no, let me go on. And he was come down, and when he was come, when he was come, the Jews which came down from Jerusalem stood around about and laid many and grievous complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. While he answered for himself, neither, the, neither against the law of the Jews, neither against the temple, nor yet against Caesar, have I offended anything at all. But Festus, willing to do the Jews a pleasure, answered Paul and said, Wilt thou go up to Jerusalem and there be judged of these things before me? Then said Paul, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat, where I ought to be judged. To the Jews have I done no wrong, as thou very well knowest. For if I be an offender or have committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. But if there be none of these things whereof these accuse me, no man may deliver me unto them. I appeal unto Caesar. Now to appeal unto Caesar, the only way, the only reason he was able to appeal unto Caesar, because he had been born in Tarsus, which was outside of Jerusalem, and he was by law a Roman citizen, not a Jewish citizen. He was a Jew, and you know, went down to Jerusalem for the feast, but he was, you understand that? So when he said, I appeal to Caesar, that's a technical thing to do in the law. It's like I appeal to the Supreme Court. They had to send him there. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, Hast thou appealed unto Caesar? Unto Caesar thou shalt go. And after certain days King Agrippa and Bernice came unto Caesarea to salute Festus. Now King Agrippa is... I made a mistake earlier. I said that Festus was... Festus wasn't... Uh, uh, Festus was a, an, an emissary from Rome. King Agrippa was of the Esau, of the Herodian party. King Agrippa and Bernice came unto Caesarea to salute Festus. And when they had been there many days, Festus declared Paul's case unto the king, saying, There is a certain man left in bonds by Felix, about whom when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me, desiring to have judgment against him. <coughs> whom I answered, it is not the manner of the Romans to deliver any man to die before that which he is accused have the accusers face to face and have license to answer for himself according to the crime laid against him. Therefore, when they were come hither without any delay on the morrow, I sat in the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought forth. Against And, and, and that judgment seat was considered the judgment seat of Caesar. 
but had certain questions against them of their own superstition, and of one Jesus who was dead whom Paul affirmed to be alive. Now that's the biggie that got the Sadducees. Because if they believed their whole system was that there was no resurrection from the dead. So that's why they wanted to kill Paul. But when Paul had appealed to, re to be reserved under the hearing of Augustus, and that's Caesar, I commanded him to be kept until I might send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said unto Festus, I would also hear the man myself. Tomorrow, said he, thou shalt hear him. Now Agrippa, remember, is in an alliance with the Jews. He's not part of the Sadducees. He's Herodian. He's of the tribe of the Edomites. But they have made them king of the Jews as a political alliance with the Roman Empire. Got all that? And on the morrow when Agrippa was come and Bernice with great pomp and entered into the palace of hearing with the chief captains and principal men of the city, at Festus's commandment, Paul was brought forth. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all men which are here present with us, you see this man about whom all the multitude of the Jews have dealt w with me, both at Jerusalem and also here, crying that he ought, to not, he ought not to live any longer. But when I found that he had committed nothing worthy of death, and that I, he himself hath appealed to Augustus, I have determined to send him, of whom I have no certain thing to write unto my Lord. In other words, he had no charge, because the Romans didn't give a, a flip if he believed in the resurrection of the dead or not, or preached it. <clears throat> Wherefore I have brought him forth before you, and specially before thee, O King Agrippa, that after examination had, I might have somewhat to write. In other words, you might have a charge to write against him. For it seemeth to me unreasonable to send a prisoner, and not withal to signify the crimes laid against him. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself. Quote, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews, especially because I know thee to be expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews, because of his association with the Sadducees. Wherefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, no all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers, unto which promise our twelve tribes instantly serving God day and night hope to come, <coughs> for which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should, rise the, should raise the dead? I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them, and I punished them oft in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Now notice, this is many, many years after the death of Christ. He punished them in their synagogues. 
They didn't have churches. They met with the Jews. Whereupon I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw the way in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why, thou, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to resist the divine impulse. I'm gonna, I don't like that one. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness. Now look, look, look these are incredible sayings, what he's about to say. To make thee a minister and a witness, both, both of these things which thou hast seen. What has he just seen? The only thing he's seen is Jesus. And of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Both of them is only seeing. Both of them are only seeing. Didn't tell him to do anything, but to make him a witness of what he has seen. Delivering thee from the people. Delivering thee, and that's the promise to you, to deliver you from the people and the Gentiles unto whom I now send thee to open their eyes to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. That's the only work. That's the only thing you can do. Don't ever say, you know, that's what John the Baptist said. That's what Paul said. That's what Christ said. That's the only communication that has anything worthy is to meet for repentance. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both the small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. That Christ, and they, they used, you know, he was talking about, he wasn't saying, he didn't say Jesus Christ, he said that Messiah should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. And as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Stop it, I can't take any more. No, he didn't say it. Something like that. He said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of these things, before whom also I speak freely, for I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him, for this thing was not done in a corner. <laughs> king Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. And when he had thus spoken, the king rose up, and the governor, and Bernice, 
and they sat with them. And they were, when they were gone aside, they talked between themselves, saying, This man doeth nothing worthy of death or of bonds. Then said Agrippa unto Festus, This man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto Caesar. You see, Paul fucked up. If he hadn't appealed to Caesar, he'd have been free. But he wouldn't have converted Caesar's household either. Well, anyway, the point of this story is, is that the, the process of selling the birthright for a bowl of pottage continues throughout all generations. learned one. I like, I like these little things. The man sold his land for pottage, that is for an insignificant consi consideration. The learned one has fallen into a pottage pot. <laughs> that is, the wise man has said a mean or worthless thing and something less that wasn't expected. Or he is trying to procure rubies by pottage. That is, he wishes to get great things by small means. I quit. So, the lesson of the thingy of Paul there is you can't screw up. You can't make a mistake. Understand? Everybody except Harry. Harry can make a mistake. <laughs> Father, we present ourselves to you. A living sacrifice. continue to move in and through Louis that he might see the freedom that's set before him. Surround Harry in your perfection that he may not be deceived by the subtleties. And wrap Linda in your love that she may know she's loved without exception. I don't know what to do with the other two, but and three, but take it big guy. Amen. Amen.